that go on <laughs> as long as we want it to oh i want it to stop it's going what's what's going on what is this who are we well, what's lady, ladies and gentlemen as i'm taken off guard by the music welcome back to episode 99 oh now it's gone episode 99 of a play on nerds as always i'm one of your co-hosts steve and i'm your other co-host jarman two white nerds ready to tell you what's what and as you can tell i'm not quite used to the new format yet where I have to like know when the sound cue happens and when I need to start talking. You keep questioning things. <laughs> well, I keep forgetting it's happening, honestly. Well, you'll get I've used done to that it. With, I've done that with trailer reviews like the last two times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, music's playing. What is this? Oh, what the, oh we have a segment. <laughs> uh, oh, how fancy. <laughs> uh, so, as I said, this is a play on nerds. This is also episode 99. Next one's the big 100. That's right. Uh, and 99 means we're going to be talking about everything from the year 1999 going through a nostalgia memory lane of everything that happened that wonderful year. And quite That's a bit right. Happened. So like in Star Trek Generations, the movie, we are going to be taking you on an adventure to a nexus of 1999 nostalgia. You like that, those ends? Lots of those ends mm. there. Alliteration, you love it. Mm, yeah, give mm, it to me. Taste it. Mm. But before we taste it, what have you been up to? <laughs> I don't want to taste it. <laughs> um, I have been uh, just auditioning like crazy for jobs because I'm in between books right now, and it's always a scary part uh, when I'm I don't have a project I'm currently working on. It scares me because I'm like I need my next paycheck. So um, yeah, I'm I'm in that middle phase right now, uh, just doing a lot of that, and then I'm going to a wedding this weekend in St. Petersburg, Florida which is a pretty little hipster town, kind of beachy town. Yeah, you've been uh, spending a lot of time there. Yeah, my dad lives there too, which is part of the reason why I visited there before. But uh, now there's just a randomly a wedding there that I'm, I'm a groomsman in. So it's going to be fun. It'll be a good time. There's an 80s boat cruise as the uh, the uh, rehearsal dinner. So I, I got a short sleeve suit. It's called Appa Suits. And it's basically a pink suit with black flamingos on it. And it has short sleeves and it's shorts. So it's really funny, but really 80s. <laughs> Wow, that hurts me. It's really you, wait till you see pictures. It'll be great. I'm so excited. You better. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun. What have you been up to, sir? Well, the only big thing we did was this past weekend uh, was the San Jose Renaissance Fair. Oh, nice! And so we took the kiddo and went down and spent an afternoon at the Ren Fair. And boy, was that something! Something as in bad something. It was just so. This is not their fault. The venue was just a giant open field with no shade and no respite anywhere. That's what I'm saying. Isn't it really hot right now? It's pretty hot. It wasn't crazy, but man, with no shade, nowhere to hide, it was rough with the kid. Um, But cool stuff, jousting and fighting demonstrations. And it was interesting to see like a lot of almost cliquish, distinct groups, even within the Ren Faire community. Right. 
So there's the, uh, the there were the pirates. We had like a whole sea theme shanty where you could go and play games of chance and get grog and stuff like that. Uh, and then there were like the real feudal realists. So there was like a whole court set up with a royal tent and there was a king and queen that sat most of the day and they held court and these little play things and then they would break into dance. It was weird. That sounds like a normal <laughs> like Renaissance these, festival. But these like feudal realists. But then there was this whole other group of like fantasy folks. Right. Where it was like elves and in an ogre kind of stuff. And so it was just strange, but they were all very distinct as far as the way that things were laid out, maybe at least at this Ren Fair. So people who weren't working there, or is this people or customers, or what was this? Uh so this is I mean, it's by some local group from the Bay Area that has more than eight hundred volunteers that volunteer to put this thing on. Oh, I'm saying the people that these different groups are you talking about. Was it people going to the fair or people who were working there? Both. Gotcha. What you realize at these fairs is that, yes, there is a lot of like they want local people like us to come out. And we certainly do. But that a lot of the vendors and stuff are just they're selling to each other. Huh. I'm like, who would want a dragon tail? Oh, people that work at or go to a lot of Ren fairs <laughs> right. who, vol- who volunteer <laughs> at Ren fairs. They want more Ren fair stuff. It's like feeding the the snake that's eating itself basically. Right. So, that, so it's very, it's clear to see there's like this in each internal economy at, in, as well. Interesting. Um, but yeah. And, and it was, it was cool. There was live music and the pirate area was probably the coolest. It was pretty big. Like the whole um, place. Yeah. Pretty big, big enough that there were like f- kind of four distinct districty kind of things set up. Nice. Some carnival um, rides, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then uh, I went to a, a stall that sold children's toys and got uh, two little wooden swords uh, because I had Dungeons and Dragons that night and uh, our two fathers to be, this might be the last time we have both of them there simultaneously. So we as a group got the swords nice, and, and gave them to them as a, a farewell while we had them both. <laughs> we might get one more with the barbarian, but maybe not. Wait, one more with, with what? What do you mean? Well, one more session with our barbarian. Oh, before the kid not. happens. Gotcha. Yeah. Like our next session is the 19th and the kids do the 20th. And you're going to lose your whole D&D group. And then, well, we'll lose one. We might be able to run for a while. But then once we lose the second one, that might be tough. Got to find some new people. We'll see. We'll see. We're going to try to bring in new blood, I hope. So if you are in the San Jose area and looking for a D&D group, contact us at D&D group at a play on nerds.com. Yeah, we're We're okay. <laughs> we're, we're kind of cool super crazy we don't have any like super dictatory nutty rule people we're kind of a chill group in that respect adults we're adults not neckbeards we are not we got we had one he did not last <laughs> one neckbeard nerd really truly um but yeah come join us if you're in the san jose area there you go that's good radio (laughs) well no now it's like NPR Uh, hear them sip their tea (laughs) well I guess that takes us into some nerdy news it does it's time for nerdy news yeah alright so this got, week, what do you got? Oh, you, 
Oh, what do you got? Oh, well, what I got. Uh, <laughs> when is this music going to go away? <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> it got to go along with the new system. <laughs> to the listeners, it sounds the same because they have heard this music all the time. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, nerdy news. Get on the radio board here, Steve. <laughs> Uh, one big thing uh, in the world of film, so we talk about movies a lot here on the podcast, uh, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, which you might know is the ones that uh, basically make an academy of people who vote for the Oscars for different awards. Uh, uh-huh. They've made a new category uh, coming up for Outstanding Achievement in Popular Film. So basically this will mean um, awarding a popular film that would have normally i guess not get any awards besides you know special effects awards uh, okay it's pretty clear to most people the reason why they're doing this is because their ratings have been getting less and less and less every year because they're only covering movies that no one's seen mo- mainly uh, the mainstream audiences right. have not seen so they figure if they start nominating films that people have seen like the majority of the populace have seen like black panther or things like that then they'll get more of an audience to watch the award ceremony um and I have my own take on this, my hot take, as the kids say these days. Uh, okay, go for it. Which is something I think we've talked about on the podcast <clears> before, <throat> is that they no longer make films in the middle as far as financing goes anymore. Yeah, there's only little indie or giant blockbusters. Exactly. And if you look back in the 70s, movies that were nominated for Oscars, like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, things like that, were made for what would equivalent to be like $40 million today, uh, the middle range. And they were watched by everybody because they were put in the mainstream theaters as a big release. But they weren't a huge blockbuster with giant special effects. And people saw them. And then they wanted to watch the Oscars to see if they won. And they were good films that had good scripts and good acting and stuff like that. Uh, right. Now they make either itty-bitty indie movies that are made for like maybe 15 to 20 $30 million. And then they make giant $200 million blockbusters. And so no one sees those little indie movies. And everyone sees the blockbusters, and there's nothing in the middle to make the populace come to watch. They don't advertise these little indie movies. So I think that's a reason why the Oscars have gone downhill as far as ratings go, because they're only nominating movies that nobody's watched because the studios are shooting themselves in the foot in that regard. I think they should be doing more middle-of-the-road movies, and they aren't. So that's my upsetness well, with that. <clears throat> well, here's my my take on what's going to happen. Sure. I think that these major Hollywood studios are finally going to have to start upping their game with their big blockbusters. As far as making them better quality? If there is a category they can chase, up until now, with those movies, the only things they can chase are visual effects, special effects, sound, sound mixing. Right. Yeah, you know, the costumes occasionally, makeup occasionally, those sort of things. Those are the only ones they can chase, but if they have a bigger prize to go after, they will up the other parts of production. Hopefully, that's true. Maybe it would help. It'll um, encourage to have less Transformers sixes. <laughs> but also, doesn't the uh, having an Oscar nomination just mean less now since it's less important since no one watches it anymore? I don't know. Maybe they won't. That's care. true. So it's it's an enigma. Uh, but interesting story nonetheless. We'll see where that that goes with that achievement in popular film Oscar. But uh, another small new story, but big in my heart, and I put it on the a play on our um, social medias as well, is that Patrick Stewart is going to be Picard again in a new Star Trek series on CBS All Access. 
And I'm Have so they excited. Clarified if he is going to be the main character for the series or if he's absolutely he's the main going character on a new show. Okay, great. Yeah, and he had a. I watched the whole seven minute announcement of him at um, Star Trek Las Vegas, where he takes a long story to help to uh, talking about the road of how he got there and not really letting on what he was getting at until the very end. He's like, Captain Picard is coming back, and everyone's like, Oh my god! And he started crying when the audience gave him a standing ovation. He's actually teared up on stage. <clears throat> Oh, Patrick. Um, and he explained how he never thought he'd do this role again until the 20 years since that last time he played Picard. He's seen so many people that told him how their lives have changed um, just by watching The Next Generation or they would have committed suicide if they didn't have that family to go home to on The Next Generation and Picard and how much it meant to them. And so he's like, you know what? I'm going to come back um, and it's going to be on CBS All Access. It's going to be different. He might not be a captain, he's saying. He might just be like an admiral or retired. We're not sure yet. But they're still writing the stories, not really full scripts yet. So it'll be fantastic. And they're saying, they're hinting that they want year-round Star Trek TV shows on CBS All Access. So we'll have Star- I don't blame them. Yeah, they we'll have Star Trek Discovery. We'll have this Patrick Stewart show. And we'll have other things. So like, there's always going to be a Star Trek show on. <laughs> and also that way you will never want to cancel your CBS All Access account like I did. because Well, yeah, I, they have to put value in it. Right. I, I had it for the time that Discovery was on and then I canceled it. So that was it. Um but anyways, they must have seen that trend across the board. Absolutely, they probably did. <laughs> so, what do you got for us, Steve? Uh, I'm my tre- cheeky name for my terrible story is uh, a tale to spin. Nice. Uh, and it's a story about uh, an aquatic animal that went on quite the adventure. <laughs> uh, where at a San Antonio aquarium, a uh, small shark just minded his business in a little like kitty kind of viewing pool. Uh, was grabbed by a bunch of rednecks. <laughs> I heard about this. And put into a bucket they found. Turns out bucket had a bleach solution they were using to clean the floor with. Oh, no. So it's put in the bleach solution and then put in the bottom of a baby stroller and smuggled the hell out of there. <laughs> Did the poor shark die, obviously? No. So oh, good. So uh, one of the people was identified. They confessed, led into the shark. They went to the home and they found this guy had like this massive home aquarium. With multiple exotic or rare fish. I mean, this was not the first time he's pulled this kind of crap. Right. Uh, they did find the shark, and they it's back at the aquarium resuscitating. Oh, good. It's it's alive yeah. and healthy. So I heard about the story, yeah. but I didn't hear what happened to the shark. The shark made it. They recovered it like two days later. But luckily, this guy, at least at, at his home, had a means of taking care of it. Right. He was planning ahead of time to take care of it. Right. He was, he was like a, you know. What kind of shark was it, did it say? He was a well-prepared dick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like a little black spotted shark. I don't know. What do you want me to tell you? It's a little shark. Not when those become gigantic or something. No, 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 no. Like a small bottom feedery kind of thing. Right. Okay. But still. Let's say a leopard. I'm going to say a leopard shark. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> a leopard shark. It's got spots. But still crazy that he was even doing yeah. that. Yeah. It's nuts. <laughs> Fun times. <laughs> So with that, that leads us into, we're going to take you, as I said, on an adventure into the nexus of 1999 nostalgia. You knew I got it. Uh, I like it's 1999. Yeah. All right. So what we got. Side note. I really hate that song. Why do you hate that song? So I just all I've never enjoyed Prince like ever. In you my hate life. this song? 
I hate threats. <laughs> yeah. I can wait. <laughs> the audience will not, so I turned it off. That's right. I can outweigh them. <laughs> so next year at nine. So for Jarman and I personally, we were in the seventh and then in the eighth grade. Right. A good time oh, to be alive. What what a transitional time. <laughs> Birthday parties, sleepovers, first school dances, first girlfriend stuff. Right. And I think it was still it was the tail end of uh the Clinton presidency. Yep. Uh, here in the States. And so we had a, to put things in perspective, we had a a surplus in the government and the budget. Uh, a lot of jobs were at an all time high. Uh, people were happy. It's kind of like, kind of like the eighties over again. Uh, people just feeling on the top of the world. And then things were all going to come crashing down in the Bush era, not necessarily because of Bush, but because of the economy and uh, a terrorist attack in 2000. Uh, Some yeah. of the choices that he made. Right. And the wars and that all hadn't really started yet. So it was kind of an upswing for the U.S. at that time. And film, I think, reflected that because film went nuts and music and everything was just crazy. Yeah. Um, you look at the films of the time and even though a lot of the movies are big, a lot of them are about like inner soul searching and a deep personal journey. Right. A lot of hard it, sci-fi. Yeah. A lot of hard sci-fi, dark sci-fi. Um, yeah. It's just, it was a good time. And the return of star Wars after. Uh, that's right. Uh, 25 years. No, no. Uh, 83 to, I guess it wasn't that long. 16 years. Yeah. But so yeah, who cares? Return of star Wars. I remember you and I, I think we've told the story and Peter Parsley, like shoved in the back of his dad's Buick drove out to like universal Orlando or something and yep. sat in line for an hour and a half to get in to see it. It was, and I, I loved it at the time. I don't think any of us realized that it was bad at that time. Cause we were just like, we Star were just Wars. so excited for more star Wars. And we were young enough that the young stuff in that movie was kind of okay with us at the time. Yeah. Like the George R. Binks stuff and the funny droids were more acceptable. We and- didn't, we didn't mind. And, and kids that watch that movie today love it. I mean, they get bored during some of the uh, council ceremonies and stuff like in the, you know, making laws, That's true. Or, but it's, it, it wasn't that terrible. No, it wasn't. So let's talk about some definitively good movies though from 1999. Oh yeah. There's so many. All right. So the matrix, uh, groundbreaking, come on. Visual effects like crazy Keanu Reeves kind of back from the dead from a career perspective. Right. That was like the first thing that really got him off the board after Bill and Ted. Yeah, man. Uh, and I, there's a video out there of me in uh, ninth grade doing a Matrix parody video for some school project with uh, it was with Peter Parsley, the same guy we saw that movie with. Yeah. And it's terrible. <laughs> I hope no one ever sees it except me. Yeah, I don't think I was involved with that. No, one. it was for your class that you weren't in with me. But uh, oh, it, was, thank God. it was nuts. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, also, nineteen ninety nine Fight Club. Fight Club. I I wasn't on the Fight Club train. I think I was just a little too young and not jaded enough to be a fan of that film. What do you think of oh, it? Oh, true. I remember seeing it uh, and like not understanding quite everything, but it is a great film and a great book that I later read as an adult. It's spectacular. Yeah, watching it several years later as an more towards adulthood, I was like, okay, I get this movie. It's just I don't like dark, dark movies like that. They're kind of just depressing. Yeah, but it was very interesting. Absolutely, very fascinating. Um, and the big debut of M Night Shyamalan, The Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. It was wonderful. It was a great movie. 
It was not and ruined for me. Spoilers. Spoilers. Bruce Willis was a ghost the whole time. I still have not found that clip. I don't know where it happened to it. Jarman, you need to find it. It's like gone. I think your wife came to my computer and deleted it. <laughs> I think so. She may have. But a huge thing that changed the face of horror movies was the Blair Witch Project, yeah. which came out of our hometown, kind of your hometown. You've been kind all over the place. Area, yeah. But uh, from UCF, the University of Central Florida is where these kids, kids, these students came from that made the Blair Witch Project, and it became an international sensation. Its budget was like $15,000, and it made $140 million. Uh, Incredible. And so that from then on, people are like, we have to make a billion found footage horror films. And they became less and less quality. There's been really good ones, though, but it was pretty yeah, much a couple, the first a couple of gems here and there. Right. But man, uh, I love Blair Witch Project. That was great. Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. So good. Oh, my God. It's just so fun. What? It's so sad what happened to his career. Did you read that article that came out recently about him? No, I think it was Rolling Stone. Uh, they do these great articles where they get with stars and they sit with them for like two days and they just have discussions over these days and record all their conversations. So they can take pieces out of it to make a narrative. And they did it with Johnny Depp recently, which kind of is hurting his career really badly because he's so fucked up and drunk and high all the time. Um, but Brendan Fraser's was wonderful. Um, just such a great guy. He's so sweet and kind and nice. But just a series of bad decisions about what movies he was going to do and bad management. He just kind of got fucked over. And so we kind of took yeah. a break from acting for a while and he's just, a, he's just so nice, <laughs> but, but he's uh yeah, he's going to give him a hug and knit him a sweater. Yeah. He's just a sweet guy. And uh, it's too bad. He didn't get more stuff like that, but he had a lot of good hits. Uh, being John Malkovich, another movie that I didn't quite appreciate at the time, but I've of course watched it in adulthood and recognize it's just great. It is really cool. Um, we got uh, Tarzan, big animated flick came out. Not, it's got the whole um, what's Phil Collins soundtrack. <laughs> uh, towards the end of the the renaissance of uh, Adam Sandler's career, we have Big Daddy, which still was a, a good flick. Yeah, but it was like towards the end of his good flicks, it started going down to like little Nicky and stuff like that, which were terrible. Uh, uh, the The Green Mile, beautiful film. Michael Clark Duncan, Tom Hanks, great cast. Uh, the guy from Battlefield Earth in there. <laughs> right. Uh, Forrest Whitaker. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Uh, the, the guard. He played Johnny Goodboy or whatever. Oh, that guy. Huh. Didn't realize the same yeah, guy. Uh, American Beauty with uh, the problematic Kevin Spacey. But man, what a freaking good movie. Yeah, uh, I don't think I can ever say I've honestly ever seen it. Oh, I loved American Beauty when it came out. Um, I must have saw it later, but I mean, it just was... It's just so well done. Um, uh, Notting Hill. Iron Giant. Iron, Notting Hill. <laughs> Iron Giant. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen Iron Giant, actually. I really should. I know uh, it's, it's a good one. It'll really break good. your... The ending, it just breaks you. Like, it really hurts you. Like, as an adult, you'll be amazed how much you're like, oh, my oh, heart. It has uh, Vin Diesel, right? Plays the Iron Giant. He, he does. He, he's the one that breaks you. Uh, we got Awesome Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. That's the first one, right? Yeah. No, the second one. Oh, okay. It was. I thought it was good. Oh yeah, it's sad we don't have more Mike Myers anymore. But uh, Heather Graham. Yeah. Oh god, mm. I had the hugest thing for Heather Graham. I know you did. Dear Lord, I had, I had a GeoCities website with her her face on it. <laughs> Definitely did. <laughs> uh, Deep Blue Sea, which is like a cult classic that I love. Oh, that great Samuel Jackson scene. 
Can't beat yeah, it. So, like, it's just so good because the animation to support it was so poor. Now we're going to get the fuck out of here. Chomp. Um, we got uh, Pokemon, the first movie. Ooh. I don't know what that is. Um, Inspector Gadget. For the, world, uh, for the world comedy office space and Galaxy Quest. Oh, God, I love Galaxy Quest. Uh, great Matthew Broderick flick uh, uh, election. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that. That was pretty good. Uh, American Pie. Dear Lord, that's a big game changer. Uh, South Park, the movie. And you mentioned uh, Tarzan. Tarzan's You'll Be in My Heart by Phil Collins beat out Blame Canada at the Oscars that year. And that's I was right. so pissed. You'll be so mad. in my heart. And I think Robin Williams performed Blame Canada at the Oscars. He did. He did. That's so sad. Um, uh, also that year, Man on the Moon. Do you believe they put, put the man, man on the moon? Man on the moon. Uh, I got, uh, we got uh, to get the Toy Story 2. Uh, not as yeah, that was, three, that was a movie. But it was all right. And, and uh, okay for one, I guess. Uh, we got Bowfinger. Oh, that is a good movie that a lot of people don't it's give underrated. Underrated. Uh, Dogma. Oh, I love Dogma. Dogma is great. People give that movie shit, but I think it's great. Um, Lake Placid. Eyes wide shut. Ooh, dirty scenes. Uh, yeah, they got South Park. Get the yeah. October sky. Cruel intentions. That's all I have. We're just saying names because these movies aren't that great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, a movie I really loved, but it maybe isn't as good as I think it is, just because I have nostalgia for it. Which is the Thirteenth Warrior. Uh, Antonio Banderas. Oh yeah, it's, the book is really good. It's basically the story of Grendel and Beowulf, but it's told from the perspective of this. Arabic man who goes to stay with the the Vikings to learn about them, um, and the way he learns their language is awesome. That the fights they have, it's just I, I really like that movie. And yeah, the but you said the book was really good too. I read that as well. Yeah, um, Mystery Men was fun, a good indie kind of oh, cult classic. I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, season of the list here. Yeah, not a whole lot. Magnolia was not that great. Ed TV yeah. was one of our first episodes of Play on oh, Nerds. Copycat signal, yeah. Yeah, we did Ed TV with Truman Show, and I told the story before in the podcast, but still hilarious because that's still one of our most clicked on pages because we called the episode Reality Kings, and I didn't realize or had forgotten that reality it was like a pornographic site or something. It's a huge pornographic site called Reality Kings. And so people constantly are clicking on that page from like Google search results. I'm like, I don't care. We're getting more clicks. Fuck you guys. That's what we should do. We should name all of our episodes after porn sites. Yeah, it's like bang busts and all this shit. Just put that on there. <laughs> we have to make them thematically make sense. Somehow it has to make sense. So we can defend them in court. <laughs> Uh yeah, but that's kind of the the highlights. Oh, Blast in the yeah. Past was great. I love that. That's another Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, yeah, and, uh, and Alicia Silverstone and Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken and End of Days, which was a great uh, uh, kind of serious no. Arnold Schwarzenegger film with him. Nobody has ever. You are the first human being to ever start a sentence that way. It's great. And Wild Wild End West, of Days, which is a great. Yeah, no, we can't forget Wild Wild West. Analyze this. That was a good one. Yeah. There's look, but there's so many like memorable classic movies in that year though. It's yeah, they came out like back to back. It's insane. There's so many of them. So yeah, that's uh the highlights of the the movies of nineteen ninety. So speaking about Wild Wild West, that was also a hit song. Wicked Wild. <laughs> uh other so hit white. songs. Uh we were right in the middle of like boy band era. Mm. 
And I Want It That Way by Backstreet Boys was like one of the biggest songs of the year. You are my fire. Yep. Uh, if You Had My Love by J-Lo. I remember, all I remember is her outfit from the music if video. If you had my love and I gave you all my love. Uh, would you and, then, and then like the Latin wave hit all at once. Like Ricky Martin. Mm. Ricky Iglesias. So you got like Living La Vida Loca. Wow. That was all that year. That's crazy. Um some crazy random one hit wonders. Uh, the two big stickouts, uh, a few are Mambo number no. five by Lou Bega. <laughs> Little bit of Tina in my eye. Uh, steal my sunshine by Len. Won't you steal my sunshine? And then the much hated blue by Eiffel 65. I'm blue. We don't need all these sounds prepped if I've got you. There <laughs> are all these songs. We've kind of had a new uh, Latin wave as well, like recently with like Despacito. And there's another one that's got huge this past summer. Yeah. Uh, Scar Tissue, Red Hot Chili Peppers, big song. Don't know that one. Uh, Smooth by Santana. Oh, God, that's so overplayed. Bills, Bills, Bills by Destiny's Child when they were still Destiny's Child. Pay and my bills, pay my telephone bills, pay my automobiles. I share. <laughs> Do you believe in life at love? <laughs> wow, that was a big year. That was a huge year. Man, um, what a gamut of people, too. <laughs> in the world of books, um, even though books. Harry Potter Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Axeman came out that year. Oh, my favorite. Um, really, Chamber of Secrets was just kind of hitting in the U.S., Oh right, right. And that, and that UK year first. Was the New York New York Times bestsellers that year mm. with the the first one. Also, Hannibal out that year. Um, Y two K happened. How weird was that? Yeah, for those of you too young to remember, I think most of our audience is old enough. But uh, everyone thought the world was either going to end or all our computers were going to crash because they wouldn't be able to handle putting two zero 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 as the date as the year on the computers and then nothing happened. Yeah. And then nothing happened. I think like a few damn computer systems failed in a few places around the world, but Briefly. nothing, nothing real. It was fun to think of though. And there but was that movie had bomb shelters and stacked and stashed water. It was crazy for a bit. <laughs> oh, I thought there was a movie for that, but there was the 2012 movie with John Cusack where that was the world's going to end for the 2012. Great. Great movie. Great, movie. great. Movie. Just like End of Days. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. Uh, <laughs> so some other things happened kind of pop culture. Bob Newhart got his star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. About time. John Stewart took over hosting The Daily Show. Oh, Craig Kilborn. Yeah. Wow, not today. Uh, so he's on there. The, for fam- the Family Guy pilot aired after the Super Bowl. I remember that happening, actually. Weird. Uh, in the world of wrestling, Owen Hart doing an entrance stunt falls sixty feet and dies on. Oh, that was nice. In front of like a crowd of thousands. Wow, I remember that too. Uh, and then John Carpenter becomes the first winner of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Not the director, John Carpenter, but no, a different John Carpenter. <laughs> Good. Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? And really, kind of sets the craze of like the big money, you know, trivia shows that followed that big wave. Right, got deal or no deal, and now all the, that. the wall with Chris Hardwick. Uh, debuts uh, stuff that came on TV. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Remember that? The Sopranos. 
the PJs, which is an Eddie Murphy uh, claymation thing he did with Fox that is super underrated. I remember that show. Was it claymation? It was claymation or like little figure kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, Farscape, which was associated with Jim Henson. They did all the puppet stuff for it. Watched all of it. Love it. Uh, Tenacious D. Beautiful. Future Futurama. Wow. And then, so here's something I didn't know. Home movies originally debuted on UPM. Hmm. And then UPN gave it up after six episodes and Cartoon Network optioned it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then it was on um, Adult Swim for all that time. Yeah. Uh, Good Eats with Alton Brown. That was 1989? I didn't realize that early. I thought it was much later. 1999. Yeah, I thought it came out like many years later. Yeah. Wow. Uh, The West Wing. My one of my personal favorites, Freaks and Geeks. Oh, such a good show. If you haven't seen it, uh, if you're a nerd, watch the damn show. It's great. Watch Freaks and Geeks and then watch Undeclared, which is like the the unofficial sequel. I still have that Freaks on my list. Geeks. I need to watch Undeclared. Um Angel. Got the, the spin-off show. And then I, this one I put on there because it's other people. Roswell? Yeah, I never Some watched people Roswell. Love Roswell. It's on my list as well. Just because I love uh, alien shit, but it's more like alien teen drama kind of stuff, like CW yeah. style. Yeah, it's just pretty aliens touching humans, then feeling bad about it and shit. <laughs> I gave you my alien virus. Now we have to have sex to get rid of it. <laughs> but if I take it out, you'll die. <laughs> <laughs> you joke, but in all the uh, the romance novels that I read, there's some weird uh, a weird uh, category where it's uh, alphas, omegas, and beta males. It's 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 in the gay erotica that I I've been doing occasionally, <laughs> but the weird thing is they added this thing called nodding, where apparently wolves do this, where uh, in real life, where if they stick their penis in the vagina, it knots, and so basically they can't remove their penis until they uh, go to completion, if you will. So they literally can't come out of the vagina until they actually finish. So wow. they've now put this into this weird Omega verse thing of novels and they're all of it. It's super popular now. So there's a lot of audiobooks out there for this under my pseudonym that no one will know about. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and basically like these it's men who either can shift into wolves. Sometimes they can't, but either way they not into it's, it's, it's nuts. There's a lot of stuff out there. <laughs> that wow. rule 34 of the internet. If you think of it, it exists. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Oh, and just a little quick thing, side note here. While we're remembering all these things and being nostalgic, here we go. Remember feeling safe? Remember no, I'm safe. Remember Reagan? Oh, I remember. <laughs> what the fuck's going on with these member berries? <laughs> so that was from South Park. The member berries, nostalgia berries. It was pretty hilarious. Member. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so stuff that got canceled that year. Mm. Where on Earth is Carmen San Diego? Oh, I love that show as a kid. Uh, guys like us, uh, Hercules with Kevin Sorbo. Oh yeah. Did you know there was um, a prequel series that came out after that with uh, Ryan Gosling as young Hercules? Yeah, I do vaguely remember that. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> it kind of came out in the wake of the popularity of Young Indiana Jones. Right. Uh, Beast Wars, the animated Transformers spinoff, which is honestly one of the best things Transformers has done in the last twenty years. Wow. Like no one, no one talks about. Never saw it. Uh, news radio. Good show. Bad news for the Maori family. Both smart guy and sister, sister canceled sister, on the same year. Sister. Uh, so all three of them suddenly out of work. 
Uh, Home Improvement had its last show. <gasps> Deep Space Nine. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Nanny ended. Ow. Doug ended. Mystery Science Theater 3000 ended, you know, for the first time. Right. It's back now. Yeah. Uh, and then Space Goes Coast to Coast, the first time it went off was in 99, but then it came back in 2001. I have to tell a story here uh, because Ooh. Space Ghost, uh, my mom never looked at me strange, more strangely in my life than I think I was in. It must have been third grade before I moved to Winter Park to meet you because uh, I was watching Space Ghost on our little square television and it was an episode where they, they're 15 minute episodes Space Ghost if you ever heard of it or watched it uh, in this episode they did absolutely nothing all they did was just stare at each other and move around and look at each other and it was like Space Ghost would move and look at Zorak and Zorak would move and look at Moltar and they move and move back there was just all I could hear was the background space noise and I could not stop laughing so I was just laughing and laughing and laughing, rolling on the floor, literally rolling on the floor, laughing. My face hurt. My belly hurt. My mom was like, what the hell are you watching? Because <laughs> it was so stupid. And it was. And after 15 minutes, it just stopped and then went to credits. And that was it. That was the whole episode. And I'll never forget wow. it my entire life. So yeah. That sounds like, sounds like good old-fashioned third-grade fun. Oh, fantastic. And then I met Steven yeah. the next year. Uh, no, that would be fifth grade. Oh, two years later. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so some deaths, uh, iron eyes, Cody, who was a nice, uh, uh, Italian man who pretended his whole life to be a native American to get acting jobs. Was he the guy who had the single tear in that commercial? He was the single tear guy, but his real name was <laughs> Espera Oscar de Cordy. <laughs> hey, you gotta get work somehow, man. Uh, Gene Siskel of Siskel and Ebert died. Oh, wow. That was that long ago? Uh, from Star Trek to Forrest Kelly, mm. died ninety nine, and uh, actress Madeline Kahn. Oh, died too young. Madeline Kahn was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, some other big major kind of like world events, sort of. The Euro came into being in ninety nine. Oh, okay. Uh, Bill Clinton was acquitted of his impeachment trial. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. He totally did. I did. Uh, uh, <laughs> Mandalay Bay in the Las Vegas opens. Oh, the hotel uh, casino. Yeah, it is so huge. It's incredible. Uh, Never been. So the the Columbine school shooting happened in '99. That's right. They connect. They connected that with the Matrix too, because they were dressed up like the Matrix characters. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah the trench coat mafia and all that crap. Right, ruined it for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so here's something I didn't know about Da Vinci's Last Supper was put back on display after 22 years of restoration. I had no idea. So there were 22 years where you couldn't go see Da Vinci's Last Supper. Fascinating. I had no it's idea. It's crazy. Uh, and then, of course, Napster came out oh. in 99. Oh, love Napster. That changed everything. If you watch that movie, Social, uh, Social Network, you'll see the creator of Napster portrayed by uh, Justin Timberlake and kind of like a very cad-like guy who had his rolling in money at the time and then <laughs> quickly lost everything when Napster went down. But um, I think he got in the bottom end of, of Facebook, though, so he probably made some of his money back. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But Napster was a wonderful downloading service. It was the first of its kind that was that easily accessible because there was other ones like it that weren't as successful, like well, LimeWire. And, and, and you could do, you know, torrents were really a thing, but you really had to know where to look. 
And be pretty tech savvy. Yeah. And you had to be tech savvy and direct the file path and you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Napster's the first one that took it and just made it easy. So <laughs> anyone could, you like typed in something you wanted, hit search, and then t- click the download button. I saw a meme the other day, actually, like nostalgia meme, um, but showing how you had to like make sure it was a certain amount of megabytes and it had the right name file name because if you download a song just like willy-nilly it could easily just be a virus if it was like two kilobytes you're like oh shit i didn't download a song so you had to make sure it was three megabytes that sweet spot where you knew it was actually a song and not something as a virus man that was the times yeah, those are good times yep i mean we totally didn't uh, use those services we don't download illegally that's crazy no the storks we were good law-abiding 13 year olds <laughs> We could have been put in prison for what we did. Uh, yeah, like how would you explain what you did to like a hardened criminal? Like you're <laughs> in the holding cell and some big angry scary guy comes over and goes, I killed my wife with a rake. What are you in for? You're like, so I used an online service to download Sir a file. Wait, wait, wait. What, what, what's a file? Okay, so it's a little packet of online information. We're online. Okay, sir. It's a series of tubes. <laughs> a series of tubes with information in them. Oh, all right. I get you. All right. <laughs> then who'd you kill after that? No, I didn't kill anybody. I just downloaded a lot of DMX. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Imagine if you stole a car and then the next day the person who owned the car came out and the car was still there. <laughs> that's that's what I did. Only I stole a car every 20 minutes. <laughs> but everyone, I didn't, st- they still have the car. I mean, I'm not taking their car from them. Yeah, I'm not taking it. I'm just using their car. <laughs> That makes total sense. Uh, all right, well, that's, I mean, that's all I've got for our 1999 Nexus of Nostalgia. No, it's a lot. And I think it's it's a great way to celebrate our 99th episode and just going back to that wonderful year of 1999. That sweet spot. We had no idea what was coming for us in the next decade. Uh, it was just going to be a big Who, change. Whoever does. Because two years later, we had 9-11 and it just changed everything. Everything's, yeah. And then it ruined everything. Yeah. In a lot of different ways. So, on a more happy note, let's move on to some Would You Rather. Would You Rather. Ooh, I like this music. Ah. All right. So, what do you got for us now, Steve? All right. So, I've got a couple of Would You Rather and one kind of not Would You Rather, but the question was just too good not to ask. Uh, so, would you rather have to stay in a small room alone for three weeks and it's got almost nothing a bed and a chair that's okay. it or have to spend three weeks in a fully decked out bunker also alone so the first one was two days or three days three, th- three days small room no amenities other than like toilet bath you know chair it's like prison you're in prison or three weeks in a fully decked out bunker Yes. What does fully decked out mean? You have a shower, you have a bathroom, maybe there's some mild entertainment, some books. Oh, a a nicer bed to sleep in. Okay, so three weeks of loneliness. Give me the three weeks of that bunker. That sounds great. Deal. (laughs) What about you? Catch up on my sleep. Yeah. Uh, uh, Depends if, uh, yeah. I think it also depends for me what's in the bunker. True, but I basically live in a bunker by myself as it is. (laughs) (laughs) 
my girlfriend lives out of town. I see her two days a week and I sit here at, at home, work from home. I see animals that stare at me and I don't talk to any human beings. So yes, I'm in a bunker. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> uh, so would you rather be short and chubby, but have a, an exceedingly handsome face hmm. or tall and muscular and statuesque, but just look like you just got messed up real bad. Like it's just, it's just, it's a mess up there. <sighs> like people can't tell if it's cause your nose is broken or it needs to be broken. Like that kind of thing. Mm, I think you can make up for a lot with, uh, charisma either way so I'd, I'd rather go with the tall and muscular because at least that means i'd probably you know live longer and that's true and be better off in a zombie apocalypse that's true i that's that's ex- my exact reasoning as well <laughs> good <laughs> <laughs> okay would you rather have to carry a rock in your hand at all times or wear a party hat everywhere Carry a rock in my hand at all times. It could be, it could come into use. <laughs> it's a utility rock. Yeah, as opposed to the party hat, which has no use except for making you look silly. <laughs> okay, deal. Carry a rock. Uh, I'd probably go with party hat just because everyone would maybe assume it was my birthday a lot if I was out in public. That's true. Like, Is it your birthday? Yeah. Oh, happy birthday. Thanks. That guy's celebrating something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's wearing a hat out in public. He must be real happy. That's weird. <laughs> Okay, so this one's like an open-ended one. So you have to openly wear one piece of sporting equipment everywhere you go forever. What do you wear? One piece of sporting equipment. Uh, so you could carry a, you know, a baseball glove or a bat. You could have hockey pads on. <laughs> you could wear really clippity cleats everywhere you go. Uh, I'd go with uh, uh, a a cup. (laughs) So you would, on the outside of your pants, wear a cup. I'd always be protected. (laughs) That's uh, that's just peace of mind there. Right. I get it. I get it. Drive by uh, (laughs) kicking, you know, you'll be safe. That's right. I'd probably go with shin guards. Nice. I feel like of all the things I do more, like, like I bump my shins into things more than anything else. I probably should have picked gloves because I'm constantly somehow cutting my hands. I always have gloves like cool fingerless gloves. Yeah. Like maybe like baseball gloves, like the ones they wear when they're batting, you know, not like a big glove, but like batting gloves. Okay. Okay. Protect my hands. They're always cut all the time. I don't know how that happens. That's right. You do have, you know, city hands. All right, well, that's my would you rather. All right, well, that was pretty fantastic. And that brings us to some trailer reviews. Here at A Play on Nerds, we have spent years refining our exclusive trailer rating system. At the low end of the scale, we have Don't Waste a Match. This burn movie is so bad it. that I wouldn't waste yeah, I think a we single match previously. to burn, burn it. it. Fahrenheit 451 style. And burn second it. from the bottom, we have We'll See. Maybe the trailer was too short. Maybe it was cut oddly. Or maybe we don't know what the hell we just watched. Uh, We'll see. Up next, we have Give It a Buck. Whether you hit a red box, a dollar movie theater in the bad part of town, or a cheap online rental, give this movie a buck and enjoy it without breaking the bank. And at the top of our rating system, we have Shut Up and Take My Money. 
The wallets have been charmed out of our pockets, and we are ready to make our hard-earned cash disappear. And that's our patent-pending trailer rating system for a play on nerds. All right, so... Bam. First one we got here is, Welcome to Marwen. Let's play this bitch. I was a hell of a good artist, a World War II illustrator, and now I can barely write my name. I heard what happened to you. Five of them jumped him. <laughs> to miracle, he survived. You taking your meds? I got beaten within an inch of my life for no reason. One foot in front of the other. You got it, Mark. Embrace the pain. But I've created a world where I can heal. What is all of this? Welcome to Marwin. It's my art installation. You're an artist? That's a complicated story. Well, tell me. You really want to know? Yes. They kicked every memory I ever had out of my head. Everything from before the attacks gone. So my dolls have to tell a story. So the women of Marwin, and they protect Mark. We're one and the same, pal. Bad guys. Let's go. I thought I heard you yelling for more gumbo. Not gumbo. No gumbo. Are all of the dolls in Marwin people you know? Yeah, there's Anna. Da. Da. Julie. Hell yeah. Carlala. You can't keep on running away from your problems. Roberta. Were you going to go to the sentencing? You need to face those jerks who beat you up. I'm not really sure how to do this. Her pain is our rocket fuel. The life I once had was taken away from me, but I'm still here. I have hope. And I have my town. And I have my friends. I got your back. And I'll be okay. Anything is possible in Marlin. Bottoms up, girls. People need to see how special Marwin really is. To life, to love, to the women of Marwin. All right, so what you couldn't see from the audio version of that is that basically we have Steve Carell who is injured and they, some people beat him up for some reason. Uh, and They're then, racist. Right, and he was like, I think, a painter or photographer after that. I can't remember. I watched it a while so ago. I think bef- before he was a some sort of illustrator for World War II, and then he got the crap kicked out of him and lost all of his memories, and so takes photographs and has made this like made-up universe where influential people in his life are replaced by these doll characters that he then uses in these stories that he photographs and becomes very popular for. Right. Um, and, and I guess he's going to go to trial to like convict these people who beat him up, but that's kind of part of the story of him uh, dealing with that. Yeah, like dealing with this fake reality that he's made in order to find out who he is and face what what happened to him. Right. It looks deep. It looks good. It's got people I like in it. I will throw a buck at this because it's something I think I'd like to watch with my wife. Yeah, and I, I put down that I, I think it looks like it might be trying too hard to be smart and sweet and a little pretentious, but it might just be heartwarming and actually genuine and good. And so... I gave it a we'll see because uh, also I'm I haven't yet been impressed by Steve Steve Carell doing dramatic stuff. Um, I always think it's just a little off. Uh, like you, the first time I think it was Little Miss Sunshine. He did like that. Um, but I don't know. I'm not. It's not fully on board right, yet. Uh, check out if you want to see good dramatic Steve Carell. Uh, Dan in real life. Okay, I haven't watched that yet. Highly recommend. 
I saw him in Foxcatcher and I didn't like it. He's a widower who has to go and deal with his family. It's very good. Yeah, so this could be a good mix of comedy and drama for him. So maybe, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, all right. And the next one we're going to do is the much-anticipated Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. I enjoyed the show. I also write songs. Our lead singer just quit. Then you'll need someone new. I love the way you move on stage. The whole room belongs to you. Don't you see what you could be? No one will play us on the radio. We need to get experimental. Thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening me. Do it again. One more. How many more Galileos do you want? Roger, there's only room in this band for one hysterical queen. Mark these words. No one will play a queen. Fortune favours the bold. Freddie, concerning your private life. What more do you need to know? I make music. I want to give the audience a song that they can perform. What's the lyric? Ready, Freddy? Let's do it. You need to slow down, Fred. I just need a bit of time. What if I don't have time? You're a legend, Fred. We're all legends. So, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm excited. I like the kid who's playing Freddy. It, it looks like it's going to you know, be like a good kind of history rock piece. The one thing I have heard from early reviews is that they kind of gloss over uh, his HIV. Really? Yeah, which kind of it's important. hard for me to imagine a movie that they would cover where that isn't talked about. Uh, but I don't know. That's just what I've heard. Maybe it's just the early story of his life and not the end of his life, I guess. Yeah, perhaps. But you see kind of his downfall and his rise and turning into a rock god. What I think it just makes me sad is that years ago that they were going to make this movie, they originally were talking about Sasha Baron Cohen playing right. Freddie Mercury. And I think that would have been so good because not only is he actually a Brit, but he's also extremely charismatic like Freddie Mercury was and a great singer. Um and they waited a little too long. I think he got a little too old and maybe lost interest in the project because now he'd be a little too old to play the part, especially for yeah. young Freddie Mercury. Um, and Remy Malik, who's great in Mr. Robot, playing a completely unemotional robotic type man. Um, just I don't know if he has the charisma to pull this off. So if I, I to carry a movie with it. Yeah. Yeah. And just and to be Freddie Mercury. Um, I don't know if he can sing. His accent is a little iffy in the trailer maybe but we'll see in the full movie but i want to see the story too much so i put give it a buck so uh i'm going to give it a we'll see i'm with you i'm very much on the fence and not sure right i want to be left with a bad taste in my mouth after this movie yeah, i hope it doesn't disappoint because it's a big story to tell and the whole leaving out the hiv thing is problematic so that's that's yeah. interesting hopefully hopefully that's wrong yeah hopefully <laughs> So yeah, we we don't have a lot of crazy trailers because we've covered a lot of them last week. So yeah, we did. We we, we covered a lot. Uh, but that takes us on to some radical recommends. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking one up. What do you recommend I do? I recommend Pleasant. All right. So what do you got for us this week, Steve? I have no recommends. <laughs> See, we're doing episodes too quickly. We don't have enough to recommend. I was literally trying to thinking about it with my wife beforehand. And I was like, what did we watch this week? No, nothing new. I've got nothing. I've got friggin' nothing. 
I was coming up pretty short too. That's why I was like, wow, fuck, what can I recommend? I, I've watched no new shows. I recommended The Expanse last week. I just finished The Expanse. It was fantastic. Right. Uh, luckily, Dragon Con, which I'm going to in a couple weeks uh, in Atlanta, all the actors from The Expanse are going to be there. It's going to be awesome. So I'm Ooh. excited about that. So I'll definitely report about Dragon Con when that happens. But so my recommendation is something that's helped me with the podcast a lot. Um, Steve gets a lot of his news from Reddit, as you've told me, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. But I found Feedly which is an ancient thing that's been around forever, which is an RSS reader, uh, things that people don't really use these days. But now they've made them beautiful, and they're basically where you go to all your sources of news that you like, that you normally maybe would like on Facebook, like uh, I like Deadline for movies, uh, Mysterious Universe for paranormal stuff, io9 for nerdy things, there's technology blogs I like. And you can put them all into one feed, and it finds them and puts them into your feed, and then organizes it like a magazine. So basically all these articles and sources of articles that you like, and even subreddits, you can put subreddits into this feed and YouTube uh, yeah. subscription and YouTube feeds. Um, puts it all in one place. looks like a beautiful magazine in front of you. And they have a, a web app as well for, the, for your iPhone or iPad, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And so I have a whole nerdy news feed that I go to now to find nerdy news. And it's helped me post stories onto our social media pages more frequently um and find just stories to read on my own i have a, a voiceover feed as well for all the different blogs i follow for voiceover and it puts it all in a beautiful thing to look at and really easy so feedly is what it's called um and definitely check it out if you're looking for that and it's, it gets past the noise of facebook if you're trying to get updated on stuff that's not just garbage right. and listicles and buzzfeed crap you know like so it's it's more substantive sub substantive Substantiated. Sub, <laughs> that's the word. Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so that's my recommendation. Uh, hopefully I'll have more for you. I'm starting to watch the new season of Orange is the New Black, a show I followed even though it's kind of gone into decline. Um, this season so far is not very good, but I'm still going to watch it because I have to finish it. Because uh, you're addicted. It has to happen. <sighs> but it's disappointing so far. Good. Well, we're start. We're watching through season three again to catch up to try to watch it. So that's good to hear. <laughs> but it's there's still entertaining moments. But it's like uh, uh, not that great. Oh, and this a uh, a girl who's on that show, Ruby Rose, an extremely attractive Australian model singer. Uh, oh yeah, with the sh- with the short hair. Right. She is. She has been cast as Batwoman for CW. Oh, that's right. So that's exciting because uh, she's fantastic, and she's actually a lesbian. And in the show, she's playing lesbian, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but now on to our thank you segment. Thank you for being a friend. Do we actually have one? Travel we do. Oh, thank you, you bastards. Your is true. You're a friend and a confidant. All right, so. This is already me too late because this guy commented on two episodes ago and I responded to him on the web page because wow. he actually posted on our our website under the episode um, page. So wait, you can do that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we use yeah comments on you can come on our web page um, directly uh, underneath each episode um, description. Um, oh, I learn something new every day. And that's how people comment on our articles and stuff a lot, too. Um, but I don't know if this is his real name, but if it is, it's a pretty cool name. Crob. G. Inson. I, I don't know if that's like a 
anything. Anyways, that's his name. So he commented about um, our episode where we reviewed First Contact, but we also did trailer reviews for Creed 2 and Summer mm-hmm. of 84. And he particularly wanted to comment about Summer of 84. So he says, okay. fun podcast. Thanks for looking at the trailer of Summer of 84. I've been fan following it since it was our favorite at Sundance. Uh, some facts that you might that might make you less pissed off. It was written more than a year before Stranger Things came out and was already on the blood list when uh, Stranger Things was released. And I'm not sure what the blood list is, but maybe like a list of new horror movies coming out. Um, maybe, yeah. The writers know. were inspired by Goonies, Rear Window, Stand By Me, and their own childhoods. The only similarity to Stranger Things is that it's kids in the 80s, and these guys chose the 80s because that was when people started locking their doors in suburbia because of fear of serial killers, which is interesting. Hmm. Um, that makes my point of I made in the episode of like, why is it even in the 80s? That makes sense. Um, okay. And the trailer beautifully teases without telling the most dramatic parts of the story. The, the music is from a band called uh, Le Matos, who scored... Uh, Turbo Kid in 2015. I do like Turbo Kid. Nice. And there are some people that think that Stranger Things people were influenced by them, not the opposite. Um, From following it, the reviews are 80% really great and a handful that are complete haters. Uh, Robert Cargill, Scott Weinberg, Jeff Snyder, Joe Blow, Daily Dead, Bloody Disgusting, Sci-Fi Now, many more, all recommend. Uh, Hope you give it a chance. So this guy's a big fan of that movie and was a little upset that we were uh, putting it down, but and I responded to him basically saying that thanks to the info, that's fantastic. We obviously can't research everything we talk about in the show in full, but uh, we're, we're so glad that you feel this in on this because I, I'm only afraid, though, that audiences are going to feel the same way I did because it's coming out now with no explanation that it seems like it's a copy off of Stranger Things. And even though it, it's not, they're going to think that because it's coming out afterwards. So it's kind of rough. Absolutely. But I love that. I, I want to see it more now. Absolutely. Now that you said that. Well, thank you to what was his name? Crob G. Inson. Yeah, Crob. Thank you, Crob. It's a cool name. If it is his name. But yeah, so that's cool. And then also we have uh where'd my thing go? Uh Daniel Hitch on Twitter, um, from our last episode. He said this this episode even has a funny post credit skit. How more pop culture nerdish can you get? <laughs> so, that's right. Because yeah. last time I put that thing at the end of us <laughs> the shock jock thing. Playing with sound effect. It's <laughs> 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 <This is> terrible. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh that's our thank you section. Well, thank you. It's so nice to have a thank you section again. It is great. And I wish I had read that last week because now Crob, I bet, is not listening. But if you are oh, listening, Crob, we appreciate your if comment. If you came back, thank you for the comment. Thank you for filling us in. Absolutely. Great info. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, we've been bringing it back to you more regular. We hope that you're enjoying it. We hope that you're listening. We hope that you're telling your friends, your enemies, and people on the street. Absolutely. Uh, as long as you guys keep coming back, we will keep being your nerdy co-hosts. Thanks again, Internet. Stay nerdy, my friends. There it is. Yeah. Thanks for listening to A Play on Nerds. Find all of this content and even more nerdy news, reviews, and fun at www.aplayonnerds.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so you know the exact second we release new podcasts, articles, and other nerdy content. We know you're impatient. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Buzzsprout, Podomatic, and whatever the hell else you use. Also, please leave us a rating and review on your chosen podcast platform so we can be discovered by even more nerds like yourself. However you do it, check us out. And how. 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 And